0: chapter thirteen of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b egypt a trip through the country we have landed at alexandria and are making our way through the nile valley how delightful it is and how refreshing after our long travels in the thirsty sahara the land is alive with luxuriant green the gold of ripening grain and the warm black earth freshly turned by the plough. The fields are enclosed by little mud walls, and the crops are spread out before our eyes in a many-colored patchwork, through which run roads, paths, and silvery canals. That field of snow in the distance is Egyptian cotton, in which crop the country competes with our southern states. The green expanse at the left is clover, which grows here as luxuriantly as anywhere in the world, and farther on are corn and sugar cane rising and falling under the wind from the desert we ride through pasture fields where thousands of animals each tied to a stake or watched over by a herdsman are feeding there are camels donkeys and water buffaloes there are flocks of fat sheep and goats and here and there a horse or mule how busy everyone is little caravans are going to and fro over the roads here comes a drove of donkeys each so hidden by the bundle of grass upon him that we can see only his ears as he moves along without halter, bridle, or saddle. Behind is a line of camels, each loaded with two bales slung from its hump, while farther back are other camels piled high with grain. We stop now and then talk with the farmers. They are of the peasant class known as phalas, forming about two thirds of the whole population. They are the descendants of the ancient egyptians mixed with the various races which have conquered the country many of them own their farms little patches often no larger than our village gardens others work as farm hands on the estates of rich landowners scattered over the country they are generally poor wages are low and they earn but a few cents a day the people live in villages and go out to their farms the cattle feed out of doors all the year round and are often taken into the house with the family at night. The villages are sometimes shaded by date palms, but often have no trees, whatever. There are no yards or gardens. The houses are of sun-dried brick with roofs of straw or palm leaves. Most of them are of one story, and few have more than two small rooms. Near the roof are little square holes, which admit the air, serving as windows. The average roof is so low that we can reach it as we sit on our donkeys the furniture of one of these houses consists of little more than a few mats a copper kettle and some earthenware pots the bed is a ledge built in the side of the room fires are not needed for heating and the cooking is usually done out of doors on little stoves of burnt clay the ordinary food is a coarse bread of corn wheat or millet made up in round flat cakes the falahs eat vegetables eggs cheese and dates but they seldom have meat they sit around on the ground at their meals they have no forks and every one eats with his fingers the egyptians dress simply a man is well clad if he has a pair of short trousers and a gown of blue cotton with a felt cap for his head sometimes he twists a scarf about his cap making it look like a turban and on dress occasions he may have a pair of shoes of bright colored leather the women wear blue cotton gowns much the same as the men but most of them have cloths over their heads and long black veils covering their faces so that only the eyes can be seen. They are straight from the custom of carrying things on their heads. We see many children sprawling about in the dust near the huts. Some are making mud pies on the banks of the canals and some herding the donkeys and sheep, driving the animals to and from pasture. The smaller children are half naked and the babies wear no clothes at all their mothers carry them about astride their shoulders instead of in the arms as we do now we have left the village and are again in the fields here two men are hoeing there one is ploughing with a camel and donkey hitched up together and farther on is another driving two oxen in front of a harrow down the road comes a boy on a buffalo he has neither bridle nor saddle and sits woman fashion the little fellow wears no clothes and his skin is tanned black by the sun. Buffaloes are used here for all sorts of farm work, and they also furnish milk and meat for the falahs. Notice the two men standing knee-deep in that canal, with a basket, work bucket, hung by a rope between them. They are scooping the water from the canal into the bucket, and, with a swinging motion, are throwing it into another canal, higher up, so that it runs off over the fields that is one mode of irrigation which prevails all over egypt tens of thousands of men and boys are always lifting up water in that way from the river or the canals so that it can be spread over the crops the little mud walls about the fields hold in the water there are many other methods of irrigation and among them the great wheel with jars attached to its rim such as we saw in morocco the wheels move about in the wells or canals and as they turn raise the water and pour it into troughs through which it flows over the country a blindfolded donkey or buffalo keeps the wheel moving and a boy or girl runs along behind to whip the animal whenever he stops there are more than fifty thousand such wheels in lower egypt requiring about twice that number of buffaloes and donkeys to keep them in motion some soils need only the floods to make them fertile and others are irrigated throughout the year the climate grows warmer as we go up the river and the difference affects the seasons of seed-time and harvest as a usual thing three crops are grown the winter crop is of grains of all kinds this is sown in november and harvested in may or june the summer crop is sown in march april and may when the nile is low and harvested in october and november it is made up of cotton sugar and rice the autumn crop which is sown in july and gathered in september and october consists of rice indian corn millet and vegetables in the delta vast quantities of cotton are produced as well as rice wheat and indian corn cotton is the most valuable crop bringing in many millions of dollars a year the egyptian cotton has a fiber which is very desirable for certain kinds of cloth and much of it is imported by our manufacturers sugarcane grows well in middle and upper egypt as do also the various grains and vegetables. The soil is everywhere fertile, and, if it has the rich mud from the Nile, it produces abundantly. Sometimes the seed is scattered on the mud after the flood, and tramped in by oxen or goats. Most of the year the sun is so warm that the crops ripen quickly. End of chapter 13